category is. Hey guys, we're back this week. We're back, we're back. With a new podcast for you. Yeah. So let's just jump right in, Maurice. All right. So let's start with, uh, I guess, a little weekend recap. We went to a thing called Outfest yesterday. Yeah, we went to Outfest. For listeners who are not in the, from the Philadelphia area, Outfest is a big festival <laughs> that <laughs> happens in the neighborhood of Philadelphia, uh, which is like uh, called um, Midtown Village or whatever. Yeah, they, they change it to Mid- Midtown Village now. You know, but... We know who the they is. Yeah, yeah. But it's kind of along 13th Street in about a four block area mm-hmm. and they shut down all the streets and there's dancing and music and fun. Performers, and... they have um, everyone can set up like their booths and sell merchandise, sell products. Um, there's a lot of like health outreach. Yes. Um, things going on too. So, yeah. It's I, a good time. It's a good time. Um, I did not have a good time. You, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Okay. So, we went to kind of promote the podcast. Yeah, network. Network, put the word out there, uh, let people know that we're doing this. Uh, but I did not really enjoy myself. First, Why not? I don't like crowds. Yeah, that's true. It, it was a hot day. It was humid. It was, it was humid. It, it wasn't, wasn't really hot. hot. But it was crowded, humid. I'm sweating. There's young people all over the place all over in the rainbows, place. and I can't stand those rainbow outfits. They're prideful. <sighs> but why does it have to be a rainbow, though? I've never been really oh. particularly fond of that motif. It's supposed to encompass, incorporate all different, you know, cultures and. But does it really? Aspects. They added the two stripes. Well, what two stripes? The black and the brown stripe to represent the black and the brown people. Exactly. Yeah, that caused a lot of controversy. Yeah, because. It's not necessarily supposed to be indicative of skin color. And I think that's the problem people have with the black and the brown stripe. Well, that's neither here nor there. Because people aren't red or green or... I think, like, the rainbow colors mean, like, nature and spirituality and creativity. So it's like they injected race into it through use of the black and the brown. Are they going to add a white stripe? They don't need to be a white stripe. A flesh tone stripe. You know, that's another conversation. Because then, exactly, because if you add one, then you have to start including everyone else. Well, back to my original point. Because <laughs> uh, that's a whole other category that we can get into at another date. But I just don't care for those events. I think when I was younger, I would have had a blast. Um, if maybe I was new to the city and I wanted to know what Correct. resources there was, or I available. think it would be good. But for me... You know, I went, I had a drink, I keyed for a little bit and was ready to go. Ready to go. I think it does kind of skew a little young as far as the target demographic. But I mean, I think it was a good time. It was. I think yeah. it was a good time for what we what we did. What we it. needed to do. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I think if it were maybe a little less humid, we could have enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. we needed- Because there's so many people crowded into like one space. And there was no breeze. Just, at all. <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, you know, maybe next year, hopefully the weather will be better. Yes, let's hope. So what else is going on? What else is new? Um, Not too much is going on with me. You know, just the regular things with work. Um, Last week, I did go on a speed dating event. You did? Event. I did. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to stop you there. I'm going to let you finish. Okay. Because okay. I feel like this could be a whole category by itself. Um, so let's... No. Well, let's backtrack. Let's st- you, let's tell the people what we're drinking this week. Oh, okay. Alrighty then. <laughs> um, we're having margaritas. It's Margarita Monday. Margarita Monday. Here in our studio. So, yes... You might hear um some ice. That's ice. I'm gonna try to keep. We should have straws. We should have straws. It's okay though. It's, yeah. It's okay, but yeah, I think we needed something a little bit stronger <laughs> than the wine. This yeah, week, so, so we had to mix it up for you guys. Yeah. 
we'll see how the conversation flows yeah. with some tequila probably a lot better with tequila <laughs> so do you want me to talk about speed dating? yes please okay so continue keep oh, going all right all right <laughs> So um, I was super apprehensive about going just because it's it seems so contrived to meet someone in that way. So this is the cuffing season speed dating or what? Because last week you said you were not about the cuffs. I'm not about the cuffs. I went on speed dating to find a legitimate partner mate long term situation, not a temporary cuff. Okay. so uh, again, but to me, I kind of just like the serendipity of meeting someone on the train or at a bar, but random encounter. Yeah, but that hardly ever happens. It, and it's yeah, like sure. everyone meets on these apps, mm-hmm. but the apps have their limitations in terms of, you know, everyone's swiping for the next best thing to the right. Or, you know, people have limited attention spans or they don't respond or it's hard to just get a feel for their energy. So I really don't like doing the online dating thing. So I went to the speed dating event, was kind of nervous, asked a friend to go with me just as like moral support. Yeah, wingman, yeah. And even though, like, he wouldn't be there with me, it was just nice to know someone else was in the room. So that was fun. Get there. Oh, I did not pre-register. That was the thing. Okay. Because I was like, I'm not going to put this money out to go on You had date. to pay? Yes. Mm. I, mean, it was, I mean, it was $25, but still. You could do a lot with $25. I know. By the time, you know, I had, I had to have a couple of gin and tonics to get through that. Too. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, went on the speed date. I didn't pay till I got there because I wanted okay. to get a preview of who was oh, in the who? room. So you're like peeping through the door. I was, yeah, I was like looking like, oh, okay, all right. Sitting in the lobby, just scoping everybody out. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, I mean, besides myself, there was 13 other people there. So basically okay. what happened is they kind of did it in like two parts. So I think the first half I was like sitting okay. and all the other guys came, came to me. Uh-huh. And then the second half, I got up and moved on each one. Okay. So there's six minute dates. She like blows the whistle to stop and start the date or whatever. Um, I think at this event, there was, everyone was kind of in their, I want to say mid thirties to okay. early forties. Okay. And I never asked anyone their age. It's just me going off of how they appeared. I just felt like in the six minutes I had, that was kind of a shallow question. Wait, yeah. Everyone there looked age appropriate, age appropriate for, for you. Me. Okay. Perfect. So I just kind of got into the meat. Mm-hmm. Um, did you ask their job? People that was something that just came up really okay. quickly. Yeah, there was another attorney there that was kind of interesting, uh, but it jobs came up. Okay, but I, we talked about travel, interests, hobbies, music. I try to kind of go on. Was that. there like a check? Did you have a checklist? Like he got a job, he got a degree, I he mean, got his own apartment. I just kept a mental checklist. Okay, but there was a paper that we had to write down their name and okay. like yes or no next to it. Okay, but I kind of just you know how I am. Yeah. I just remembered everyone. Everything, yeah, and uh, I kind of did that at the end because okay. people would come from their previous date. You would see them check yes or no for the previous person. Uh, I thought that was kind of yeah, rude. Yeah, that is a little rude. Because um, I'm like, oh, you know, Bob, <laughs> just gotta know. But anyway, you know, the dates were good. Mm-hmm. I had a nice time. Uh, and I was proud of myself because I never do things like that. You don't. And it was so out of my wheelhouse, so not the norm for me. But exactly. you have to try different things. So I was proud of myself for stepping out there. Um, you know, I'm not sure if anything will come from it, but you never know. So what, what happens after the speed dating? So the, uh, oh, there's one fact I forgot to tell you. <laughs> okay. And this is where it gets messy. So when I first peeped in the room, uh-huh. there was... Um, someone at the speed dating that I had known. Let's just say that. In what way? 
well. I'll just say I, I knew him well and okay. leave it at that. Okay, okay. <laughs> and, you know, we, we were very familiar with one another on our six-minute date. Got, got, so keeping got it moving to your previous mm-hmm. question, um, but that was kind of interesting. But I'm just glad it was one. You know, and Philly's a small city, guys. It is. So only one. In it's not, that's, that's not that bad. 13 is not bad. Yeah. So, you know, afterwards, the person who organized this event, she emails you all the people that you matched yeah, you with. Match so you okay. both had to say yes to each other in order, in order. for it to be matched. Okay. So I, to my surprise, I matched with all seven of the guys I said yes to. Okay. So it was a nice confidence boost because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, no one likes me. I'm so awkward. I'm so weird. But I'm like, damn, you go, boy. Like, yeah, you did that. Seven out of seven. So, you 100%. Know, 100%. I did well. I emailed all the guys. You know, I've chatted with a few since. Okay. Still waiting to hear back from some, but we'll see. Okay. Well, good luck to that. Yeah. So, how did it feel? You didn't feel weird or? The first couple of dates were weird. The uh-huh. first date I had was with my friend. So, okay. that was like yeah, a, well, that's, yeah. you know, a toss away yeah. date. Yeah. Uh, but by the time it got going, I was probably about four gin and tonics in. So, <laughs> I was good. Okay. Wow. Okay, well, we'll see what... We'll see what comes of it. We'll give you guys updates if anything happens. Yeah. Maybe you just need to go on, like, a a reality, like, dating show. No. You know I don't do that mess. Did you see that new new show in uh, Atlanta? What show? Because, you know, every every black show happens in Atlanta. (laughs) Atlanta, As if, if... I mean, if I were a person who lived in, like, Montana or Idaho, I would swear that all the black people in the entire country live Live in Atlanta. Atlanta. I'm so tired of every show that's predominantly black being in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. There are other places where we live and exist and operate and function. Well, it seems like everybody in Atlanta is on a reality show. I know. Because you see the same people... Like on this they just show, hop on from that show they to hop show. from show to show. If they ain't on We, they on Bravo. Right. They're not on Bravo. They're on what? Own. Own. Centric. Oh, Centric. Yes. <laughs> we forgot about Centric. TV One. Yeah. Oh, TV One or the BET. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. But dear, the new show, I do know the one that you're talking mm-hmm. about. I just saw a clip of it. It's called, I think, Ready for Love. Ready. To love, ready, or ready to love for you know, love. I, I'm thinking of the Indie Ari song, maybe. Uh, you are. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I guess it's ready, ready to love. Okay. And I just sucked my teeth and Boy. rolled my eyes that entire trailer. First of all, because it's based in Atlanta, mm-hmm. and that's exhausting. Yeah. And there's this guy who I think plays the matchmaker. It's um nephew Tommy from from the Steve Harvey Morning yeah. Show. Uh-huh. I never knew what he looked Me like. Me neither. Wow. Yeah, that's him. Okay. Yeah. Well, he. You know, I thought he looked a lot worse. <laughs> But, you know, that's... Let me, I'm just leaving it. I don't know why. Oh, that's Nephew that's Tom. That's Nephew Tom, yeah. Oh, is that his real nephew? Now, he does kind of look I like Steve. I think that is his real nephew. Wow. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know... Like, when I saw him, I didn't know who it was, but the voice sounded, you know, familiar. And then when I read, like, an article, it said it was Nephew Tom. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, Nephew Tommy's the host of the show. <laughs> yeah. And he's going to match 20 people in Atlanta. And it's about five guys... And 15 women. Okay. So and about I, three to one. About three to one. Mm-hmm. And in the trailer, some woman says, there's, for every one man in Atlanta, there's 20 women. And I was like, hold up, bitch. I don't know if that's true. Them, them statistics seem to be <laughs> Yeah. Now, I think what she might be alluding to is the fact is... that for every 20 women in Atlanta, there's one straight man. Right. I think, <laughs> that, I think that's what she meant by that. So, given the ratios, and forgive my math, of these five, at most two are straight. That's a reach. 
Because <laughs> we watched that trailer. Yeah. And, and, and by my looks of them, yeah. at least three was gay. At least. So it's just like, sis, good luck trying to find a black straight man in Atlanta. Wrong city, boo. Yeah. Just move. Move all together. <laughs> I don't know. Something just didn't seem right about that whole thing. They just... Like the guys had these overly worked out bodies, like yes. they just got out of prison. Or, or I mean, okay, prison. <laughs> I was gonna say the gym. <laughs> Much more reasonable answer, the gym. Well, one guy was kind of prisonish. Yeah, but the gym. Okay. Maybe mm. where they do things in the locker rooms, right? The, of the men's. It's... Yeah. So I don't know. And then the, all the women seem very thirsty. Thirst. Like, but when you got to fight. You know, 20 women have to fight for every one man. It's it's like that, man. I don't know. And then did you see that one chick with that bad weave? Which one? Or there wig. Were it was Yeah. There was a couple of bad yeah. wigs. She had like different colored contacts and then she had this horrendous wig on. You know, I don't know. To me, I just think like, I understand that Atlanta is supposed to be this black mecca, mecca. of professionals mm-hmm. and all that. But it's like diversify. Move to Nashville. Yeah. Move to, um, you know... Birmingham. Mix yeah. it up. Yeah. I get you want to keep it south. I don't know why. The humidity can't be good for your hair, no, ladies. not at all. Um, just get out of Atlanta. To me, it's just so gay in Atlanta. Yeah. You know, you'll wind up with a, a man that looks like Portia's. <laughs> and that's not shade to her. Congratulations on your baby, Portia. But and I engagement. Mean, and engagement. Yeah. But I, Portia is gorgeous. Mom. Yeah. Stunning. But I'm sure he loves her very well. But mm-hmm. I'm sure that's the likes of the straight black man that you're going to find in Atlanta. And Atlanta. And I'm slim pickings. Slim pickings. <laughs> so I had one other issue with that show, though, because what? I just felt like, well, I mean, I get the demographic they're trying to appeal to, but there were there were no other ethnicities represented. There was a white that. guy, no? No, that was the light-skinned guy. Oh, he was light-skinned? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He just looked white to me. He looked white, but I don't, I don't think he was white. Oh, okay. But I just, it just plays into that narrative that a lot of black women think that they can only date a black man. Okay. Well, I don't think that that's necessarily true. I mean, that's a whole other conversation. It is. I mean, I, again, I don't want to comment. Maybe we could bring a lady guest on to talk about that. Okay. But personal conversations I've had with my black girlfriends, and they're, again, from various backgrounds, mm-hmm. from, from professionals mm-hmm. to, you know, people, you know, just regular right. job, whatever. Mm-hmm they all are holding out for this black man. Right. And, you know, they're in their 30s, mm-hmm. no children, and no they kids. want a black man in their 30s with, with no, no children. no kids. Uh, Never been married before. Yeah. I'm like, sis. Degrees, career. You gotta, you know, His pick. own house. You gotta. Two cars. Not lower the standards, but like, yeah, when you want all yeah. those things. Yeah. Someone, to find a straight man in his 30s who's never been married or never doesn't have children. And no kids, yeah. Regardless of race. <laughs> it's gonna be very, very hard. Yeah. But you know, black men is gonna be even a little bit harder. Yeah. And you yeah. want him to have a job that's better than yours mm-hmm. and make more than mm-hmm. you. It's like, do you just wanna be single? I think that's, you know, kinda of like the unsaid thing. No. Yeah. It's it's sad. And then and then they can't they, they refuse to date a bisexual man. <laughs> or, or, you know. Yeah. And that and that goes into, you know, a show that just has me over it. Yeah, but we're gonna talk. We'll talk about, we'll talk about that. that. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, they just have all these caveats and all these um, criteria, criteria that a guy has to check off, and you know, without being open to the possibility that it might not be a black man. I say this, and I've told this to 
my friends and I say this mm-hmm. to myself. We all have this idea of what love or what our lives are going to look like. But sometimes blessings don't come in the package that, that you expect. Exactly. So be open. Mm-hmm. Have preferences. Definitely. Please yeah, have yeah, your yeah. preferences. Mm-hmm. But just be open to the fact that there could be your preference, not your preference, but your idea, the end goal could mm-hmm. come in a totally in different a totally, package. Yeah. That's all. That's all. So that's all I have to say. But good mm-hmm. luck because it's on own and I love Oprah and I want her shows to do well, <laughs> but I will not be watching. Well, me neither, but I don't have own. Oh. <laughs> well, you need to get you some own. Need to upgrade my package. Yeah, what you doing? <laughs> all right, child, let's get into these next categories. What yeah. else you got? Well, well, well. So next category, category is categories insecure. Okay. Did you see the finale? Yeah. What are your thoughts? About the finale or about the show, the entire season? Well, let's just talk about the finale and then we can talk about the season. Okay, so in transparency, mm-hmm. I watched the finale because again, and Issa, I don't know if you're listening. We <laughs> hope you do. You know, I'm being yeah. aspirational. But 1030 is just a little late for me. You for watch the- it live? I try to because, you know, the people on the Twitters and the Instagram are so rude and inconsiderate that by the time you wake up the next morning, everything's posted. posted. And I don't really get on social media first thing in the morning. It's Mm -hmm. just not good for your mental health. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I will usually watch it like as I'm starting my day. So Mm -hmm. I'm like eating breakfast in bed, Mm -hmm. ironing my clothes, I'll throw on Insecure and watch it. Um, So it doesn't have my undivided attention. So I didn't watch the show like with my undivided attention mm-hmm. the, the episode last episode i get that nathan had his mental illness so that he well they alluded, l- alluded to, to they, it they didn't never actually said it right but again nigga you just don't get to <laughs> go away for a month and show the fuck back up on my birthday no no um didn't appreciate that and i don't know what the hell he was thinking yeah did he uh, know it was her birthday i think that he did okay I think that he did. But it's just like, oh, how convenient that you're now over your shit. You was over back in Texas with your wife, making sure that she was getting them, um, you know, flood relief funds (laughs) or whatever. But like, come on, sir. You was on some shit. That's BS. You don't just disappear from somebody's. I get that. Although you may have mental illness and that might be a reality. And I'm not trying to, you know, attack people who suffer from mental illness. Right. But it's not an excuse to be an asshole. And that was an asshole move. Molly is also an asshole. Well, and I, I really, I, I, I always identified with Molly until this season. Okay, I just had to like step well, far back from her. I think so. I think so. I think that you know, if it had been any other day besides, I think she was trying to be protective because it was Issa's birthday. That's not her place. But I think that any other day she would have been justified in what she did. I don't, but I don't. She would have or would not have. Would not have. Okay. Um, because any other day she should have just, you know, either went to the door with him or sat in the car and let him, you know, walk up right. and then see what's going to happen and then come in and save the day. Like, no, nah, right. get out of here. But because it was her birthday, I think that Molly was a little bit justified. No, she was not. No, no, not whatsoever. Molly over Molly oversteps her boundaries time and time again. She does it at work. That's she true. does it um, with her therapist. Yeah. She does it with Dro. As much as I don't like him in that whole storyline, well. <laughs> Molly's a mess. Yeah. And she's wasting her money going to therapy. Yeah. Lying to her therapist every week. <laughs> yeah. Molly really needs to sit down and have a conversation with, with herself. herself because she's a mess. She overstepped her boundaries. Mm-hmm. I'm a very protective person of my friends, but I always say I 
I can't play in the game of my friend's life. That's true. I'm always going to be on the sideline cheering you on when you Lifting touch you a up. touch. Yeah. Score is a touchdown when you score yes. a touchdown score or goal touchdown. or whatever. Yeah. I'm cheering for you when you miss the layup. Well, those are two different sports. I'm still cheering for you. Yeah. I'm always going to be on your team, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to inject myself into, into your, your game, into your life. Right. He showed up. The best I could do was, you know, give you a, 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 a an assist. Why, why, why am I off? <laughs> You're missing all using the sports, sports analogy. Yeah, because <laughs> I think, <laughs> but I, I can give you an assist and be like, "Girl, uh, light eyes is at the door," or like, you know, he's mm-hmm. here, he's coming. Yeah. Um, but to just stop him was a far reach. I think that Lawrence still loves her because he gave her the um the, the raisinets. raisinets. Because you know he forgot her birthday on the first season. Exactly. I think Lawrence is. I, as much as I hated Lawrence, I've never been Team Lawrence. Now I'm Team Lawrence. Well, this no. this third season really changed a lot. It's been my least favorite season though. Well, yeah. So I think the finale hated it. Like it was not good. It was not good in my opinion. I think that they should change the name of the show from Insecure to Incomplete. <laughs> it felt to me like. It just felt like it was missing. Like they were setting mm-hmm. up that they were set. It felt to me like they were setting up for next season because they left so many and they left so many things like kind of in the air. I just want to know what's going on with my girl Tiffany. Which one is Tiffany? The pregnant, the pregnant one. one. Oh, yeah. um, nobody likes her but me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I don't really care for her too much, but yeah, I just think that it just felt like they were just setting it up. And I, then I read an article that. They got renewed sometime around the beginning of September, mm-hmm. but I think they were still it was shooting. After the fourth episode, I think. Yeah, it was after the fourth episode. I think they were still shooting because in the last episode, someone made a reference to something that was like very current. So I think that they had probably just filmed that. Oh, wow. And so, like, I feel like once they found out, hey, we're getting renewed, we're going to come back next year, okay, let's kind of, you know, hold off on some things until next season. That's what it felt like to me. I guess. I don't know. I felt like they kind of... To me, I felt like they should not have brought Lawrence back. I felt right. like... But then again, at the same time as a viewer, I felt like the, the season didn't pick up until Lawrence came back. Well, but so then it was just fuckery. Right. But then, even with Lawrence, like, it was too predictable because when Issa was... Um, she met the girl from the nonprofit thing, um, the film thing, mm-hmm. and then the girl's like, oh, I have to go on a date tonight. And I was like, she going on a date with Lawrence. It was just too predictable. Right. And then in the very last scene, she shows up and Lawrence is waiting for her at the bar. I was like, okay, that's what they're setting up for next season. Mm-hmm. So it's just like stringing us along and it just I don't know it didn't sit well with me I just want her and Lawrence to be friends because I think that that's possible but I don't know for straight people if it is I don't think so for straight people it's harder I wouldn't say it's impossible I would say it's harder right I don't know well I'm gonna say I was really the season was my least favorite Mm -hmm. I mean I'll still watch but I think they really need to kind of I think the writing it's good it's good it's funny uh, yeah this season wasn't the funniest either it mm-hmm. wasn't I felt like the arc of the characters wasn't as developed mm-hmm. I do like that Issa's finally kind of sort of getting her act together it's funny because as she's kind of slowly getting her shitty life together because yeah. Issa's life is a mess it's like girl get your shit together yeah. for um, some reason I thought she was older than 30 though <laughs> That's another thing. The timing of the show seems off yeah, to me. Because yeah. for it to be three seasons and she's now only 31, I thought mm-hmm. that she would have turned 31 at the end. But maybe that's just my own horrible math. Yeah. But 
I don't yeah. know. But you know what I did miss from the show though? What? You know how they have like the show within the show? Yes. So the first was it the first season or second season when they had the slave show? It was called like Do Do North. Do it North. was like it was like a play on like Wait, who was in that? Was it Kerry Washington? No, no, it, it was, was um, Regina Hall. Regina Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what's the name from from? It was a couple of people in there. They it was dude from like... Scandal. Jake from Scandal. Jake. Oh yes, yes, yes. yes. He's a Scott Foley. Yeah. <laughs> but there was a couple of people. Scott Foley is bae. It wasn't. And it was also was it Sharon Leal? Is that her name? Maybe I'm mis- from. Me. Sorry. Um, I don't know. She she played in Girls Trip. Not Sharon Leal. Not Sharon I'm getting Leal. her The one who was the main character in Girls Trip. She was in Due North too. That's Regina Hall. That's not Regina Hall. Is it Regina? Yeah. Who's the Regina that just won the Emmy? That's Regina King. Okay, Regina <laughs> King. Yes, I'm sorry. Okay, I get them always confused. It's hard to get your Reginas right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I was. I thought you were saying Regina King. So no, yes, no, no, no. That Regina is Hall. Regina Hall. Yeah, all right, yeah, all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. So yeah, it was Regina Hall. It was Regina. <laughs> so, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. To me, I loved Do North. Loved it. Loved Do North. It gave me everything. It was like underground slash like. Empire, I think, was supposed to be like the right. Yeah, but it was yeah, funny. It was really, it was funny. Yeah, it, it, at me, it, do North stole the show? The, yeah. from Insecure yeah. at times. Yeah, I didn't think Kevin was as good. It was. I didn't even notice it as much. Well, they didn't watch it. I think they only watched it like twice. Right, like but do North was like <laughs> every week. <laughs> it was like, oh, what's on do North this week? Yeah. So yeah, Kevin wasn't as uh, Kevin was supposed to be Martin, like Martin. Yeah, but Kevin wasn't as prevalent, and mm-hmm. I don't think it was as funny. But I no. think that they could have. I want to see what's going on with do North. Yeah, Did they need. <laughs> Can we just get a whole Do North but show? You know, is it proper to have a slave comedy? I actually would watch it. I mean, I, I know slavery was a tragedy and was horrible, and we should not make light of it. Right. But a slave comedy but, would be kind of funny. Yeah. Do North was like hilarious. <laughs> I told you. Someone used to option a slave comedy. I'm, I'm going to get backlash. Yeah, that. you are. But Do North was funny. It was funny. It was funny. They didn't even watch Kevin in the finale. They didn't? No. Oh. That's why I was like, eh, okay. But whatever. <laughs> but they need to bring Do North back. Wow. Yeah. So. <laughs> let's get into this next category, yes. child. Category yes. is the children are boosting and mopping. <laughs> Everything. Everything. <laughs> from all y'all foolish celebrities. It's really bad. It's like hap- it's like an epidemic it's, right now yeah, in LA. Yeah, it's going like around. So from my understanding, like Rihanna's house has gotten mm-hmm. broken into. Um, I think Kendall Jenner's home has gotten yeah, broken into. A couple other um people. So I saw that. Uh, that are... Go ahead. Um, Christina Milian. Christina Milian. But her, they said her house got broken into twice. In a week. Because she was in somewhere posting that she was on vacation. Yeah, well, they broke into her house. And then she was in, like somewhere in Europe, still on vacation. And people broke into her house again. That also happened with Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> you know, I like to say Rihanna. But you Rihanna do. is just easier. But that's not yeah, her name. Not and her, I try yeah. to pronounce it. But I'm being a lazy American. Yeah, that's fine. But it's just... She announced that she was in Dubai. Mm-hmm. And in Singapore. Mm-hmm. And all over the world. And mm-hmm. her house got broken into. And I read somewhere that the person who was assisting was like some 19-year-old kid. And their mom. Adult. Yeah. And the mother? The mother, too, oh, yeah. Oh, shit. It's a family enterprise. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Families that rob together, burglar together, stay, stay together. together. Um, so... My thing is this. I feel like if you're that wealthy and rich, don't you have like the top notch security system on your right. compound? Yeah. How are these people We're, just rolling up to your dough? Yeah. Kicking it in. Kicking it in. And, then, and stealing all your shit. Stealing all your stuff. <laughs> What's going yeah. on? 
Yeah, I don't like, know. You that don't was... got Sloman Shield? You know that shit's free? <laughs> Nest. What's the one with the commercial? And then she's like, I can see you still in my bushes. Oh, oh you saw the, you saw the K Michelle? <laughs> she's like, get, get away from my daughter. That little white girl ran for her life <laughs> on that go kart. <laughs> I think it's called Nest or Ring. It's called Ring. ring. Yeah. 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 So, but like, they don't have that. They don't have Ring. Wait, first of all, y'all don't live in a gated community. Thank you. Like, what's? Come on. Or, and you don't, you don't like have a house sitter. Yeah. Or have like, I, if I'm Rihanna, I'm just imagining she's living in like a ten bedroom mansion yeah. with a guest house, with a guest and, house, a, and in a pool house. Mm-hmm. And there's a twenty four seven staff. Yeah. So there's always somebody in the always house. Always somebody there. You know. And at the very least, you know, regular people got the um the feature where they can turn on the lights. Yeah. Or they, ha- they or they stop their mail. Mm-hmm. Like, but it's I think it's more so the posting of hey I'm not I'm here. Not here. And people are tracking that, following that, yeah. and they go and get your stuff. Yeah. It's just to me, it's just the defi- defies all common sense. Yeah. I don't need to get it together. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just think people just need to stop, like, posting so much. Like, stop right. oversharing. And you know me with social media. Yeah. I don't like to post too much about my mm-hmm. personal life. You, you could probably look at my social feed. I probably haven't posted in a year. Probably not. I know I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, people probably just assume, if you looked at my social media and, and that's it, you would just assume that I don't um, travel... I'm a broke bitch who don't go out to eat. I don't go to the movies. Yeah. I don't do nothing. But to me, I, I don't like inviting people into my personal into life so much. Yeah. But, but with these celebrities, you also have to understand mm-hmm. for them, it's a business. It's a, yeah. For Rihanna, it's business because she's promoting Fenty and the launches. For Christina Milian, I don't know what she doing. Is she even still famous? I don't know. But okay. the Dip It Low is still a really good song. From that was her song? Yeah, the Dip It Low. Bring it up slow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But that was a long time ago. It was. It was. But... It's just, I don't know. I'm sure she has some jobs. She must be paying her bills some, some way. Kind of, well, I guess she's getting royalties or whatever. But yeah, but that, uh, to me, the, the celebrities got to do better with that. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, even after, well, that's how Kim Kardashian got robbed. Because she was posting. Oh, in Paris? In Paris. Yeah. She was posting, hey, going to bed, you know, posting pictures of her ring and, like, her right. this and her that and her jewelry and stuff like that. So I would have thought that after <laughs> that happened, that people would have learned to just not overshare be so flashy and be, yeah, yeah and then yeah. like that very next day cardi b was like showing like some lamborghini that her man yeah. had got her and it's just i understand that they want to have you know opulence mm-hmm. and i own everything yeah but it's just keep some shit for you we know y'all are rich and wealthy mm-hmm. but you have to understand there are people out here who are targeting you and they're gonna come steal your shit yeah i mean it's insured it don't mean nothing to them but still to me like my car got broken into mm-hmm. and i felt like violated well you know, I felt like, oh my god! Yeah. So I couldn't imagine someone breaking into like where Your I lay my house, yeah. you know, in my head at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Even if I'm not there, like mm-hmm. someone was up in my house, that's kind of yeah. disturbing. But, yeah, yeah, child. Next category. Next category. <laughs> next category is Petty Labelle. <laughs> Who? Petty Labelle has lots of Grammys. This person does not. Nicki Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> Nicki Minaj. You know, she gets uh, she gets an award for petty, though. She's petty. I, I appreciate her petty. So if you guys um, don't know, because many of us don't care to know, but she released some merchandise where it's like, stop the bag. It's, it's for horses. It's, it's <laughs> Nikki, like, stop my bag. Oh, Nikki, stop my bag. Mm-hmm. I hate the whole reference to the bag. Well, I mean, it's popular. I guess. Yeah. It's, it's a popular term. Yeah. In the, in the AAVE. 
African-American vernacular English. Okay, okay. Ebonics. Yes, sure. Mm -hmm. The the colloquial term. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They like to use the bag. So the bag is like a bag of money. money. Yeah. Money bags. Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Got it. Cute. Yeah. But I guess Nikki is stopping these girls' bags. um, And in the industry and she's stopping their checks <laughs> and they can't take them to the bank and have them on a five-day hold <laughs> does nikki have that much power though i wouldn't be surprised if she did well because it's like remember that scene in devil wears prada mm-hmm. when um Miranda Priestley's character goes to the dude who's about to take over Runway Magazine. Yeah, yeah, and was yeah. like, if you let go of me, all of she these models and actors yeah, and, and photographers. Mm-hmm. And... I feel like Nikki could kind of pull that. I can see. Because she see has the, the equity and the investment in the yeah. time. Again, if you put this person on the cover of Harper's Bazaar, in which she looks stunning, then you can't the, the, you know she, yeah, could, she yeah, yeah. Can kind of manipulate and uh-huh. pull those strings, those strings which is not necessarily taking food out of people's babies but it mouths, is it is but that's the long term effect yeah you so, stop in their bag stop in their bag well I'm gonna stop talking about Nikki because all these problems I have with my deliveries I bet it was Nikki because we were talking mad trash about Nikki <sighs> oh please <laughs> Nikki stopped my books I still have not got them well <laughs> You still haven't gotten your books? Mm-mm. Oh, bitch. <laughs> oh, my God. Nikki, stop my books. She stopped your books. Yes, yeah, that's okay. the new hashtag. Nikki, stop my books. I saw somebody else hashtagging, like, oh, Nikki stops every. Oh, it was the, um, who's the bonnet lady? Tammy. Oh, Tammy. Tammy, she's talking about yeah. blame, blaming, um, Nikki for stopping your stuff. But the one thing I must say is if you're going to be petty, Nikki, I appreciate the petty because it's a good laugh. Mm-hmm. But the she merchandise. The merchandise. And looked very inexpensive. It looked very cheap. cheap. It It was like nylon. It was very Canal Street. Yeah, yeah. Nikki, I thought she was better. If you want to stop, if you want to put Nikki stop my bag on a bag, (laughs) let let the bag be something. She got like hoodies and jackets and stuff too. Yeah, she Mm -hmm. is a mess. Well, I'm gonna stop talking about Nikki. So hopefully, I get my my books. Okay. So well, I'm gonna be hoping and praying for. Because we gotta, uh, we gotta do our uh, recipe uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah, we do. We do. Right. So get into the next category. Child, what is it? <laughs> it's yours. Oh, it's mine. Oh, <laughs> sorry. All right. So next category is. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard. I'm sure that you have, but this past week, Bette Midler. She's this older white woman. And she's an actress, a singer. She's very big on Broadway. Like Broadway, yeah. Um, I always looked at her as like the knockoff Barbara Streisand. Is that accurate? That's just my own like observation. Yeah, I can see her. that. I can see like that Glenn that. Close is the knockoff Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep, yeah. You know? that, that's definitely true. <laughs> that member is, yeah, I would say. She's the knockoff, she's knockoff Barbara, Barbara Streisand. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so she tweeted out to the world mm-hmm. and she has a whole host of problematic tweets. She does? She does. She's always putting her foot in her mouth and saying some shit that she need not say. Well, she's old. She might not know what she's saying. When is she old, she need to get off the Twitter. Yeah, I'm surprised let, she know how to use like, it. Like, companies and businesses and celebrities hire people to mm-hmm. run their social media platforms. Right. You know, like, if you got something to say, write it in your diary. Write it in your personal. Yeah. Don't publish Don't it. Don't publish it. So but, the world can see. But people, I don't think they really look at Twitter as publishing something for the world to see. They definitely don't. And you can delete it, take it down. But but it's still up there. Yeah, is going to live forever. forever. Yeah. 
So people need to really be careful about what they post, especially celebrities when it's going to affect their own bag. You know, Nikki's <laughs> already trying to stop your bag. Don't stop your bag your before own, yeah. she can. Don't do it yourself. You know, don't stop your own bag, bet. But what did she say? So she said, and I want to read the quote. Women are the N-word of the world. <laughs> Raped, beaten, and Wait, slaved. Pause. Yeah. Did she write the N-word or she, she wrote N-word? It says N hyphen word. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that would have been, been a whole nother. So she says women are the N-word of the world. Mm-hmm. Raped, beaten, enslaved, married off, works like dumb animals, denied education and Ooh, inheritance. Dumb animals. Enduring the pain and danger of childbirth and life in silence for thousands of years, they are the most disrespected creatures on earth. Now bet. First off, life in silence. Does she mean live in silence? I, I'm not getting into her grammar. Okay. I am going to get into some of her word choices, okay. though. Yeah. And I'm not going to start off with the most obvious. Okay. Okay. So she's... Com- well, I guess I'm going to have you to have start to, with the most obvious yeah. for, it, for it to flow mm-hmm. logically. She's comparing women to, to the N-words. Okay. This is... For me, the epitome of the problem with feminism and white feminists and their lack of inclusion of women of color in an effort to be truly intersectional. Mm -hmm. White women, and I was reading an article in Harper's Bazaar where they were just saying white women and their No, they were just saying that the the feminist movement, if you say, is is just it furthers patriarchy, Mm -hmm. which is based in white supremacy. So it kind of got into that whole discussion, which is really interesting and very accurate in many ways. But with Bette Midler, okay, to say that women are the N-words of the world is to negate the fact that there are women N-words. And I'm not calling them that. I'm just using her language. Her, yeah. But there are women, there are black women in this world who mm-hmm. are both. Yeah. So if you feel like that, then how do you think those women feel yeah. that? And it's, you don't think of how they feel because it doesn't, it doesn't matter to exactly. you. You don't care. You're only trying to further your white agenda. And that's... An issue mm-hmm. because you're not being inclusive and in pushing all women forward, yeah. recognizing that some women have multiple, multiple. things that they're struggling mm-hmm. with in our patriarchal, yeah. you know, society. society. Yeah. But then to continue on this rant with referring, because if she's saying women are the n words of the world, and then she goes on to explain all what the n words have endured, because she's mm-hmm. making an analogy, right? Than to say that they're dumb, dumb animals. animals. And there's a, a long, long history of comparing black people to, to animals, animals, specifically primates, monkeys, yeah. gorillas, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you're trying to say dumb. Dumb. Which, and I mean, if you believe in evolution, some people say that we have evolved from primates, monkeys, but that we're just a more intelligent, upright mm-hmm. being. So you're trying to say, like, it's, it's clear that you're trying to say black people are these dumb dumb animals and then you're going on to say you know creatures was another word that stuck out to me it's again your her tweet further emphasizes the dehumanization exactly is that even a word it will be today the dehumanization Mm -hmm. of black people Mm -hmm. and what they have endured for thousands of years at the hands of white people right You know, Mm -hmm. and it also negates the fact that women have suffered through all races. Yeah. At the hands of men of all colors. Yeah. If we take it out of American history, Mm -hmm. women globally for thousands of years have been suffering. And today, still. And today, you know, by by people who look like them, not not people who were others. Exactly. So what she's doing here, and, and and it continues to happen that way in other countries, but she, you can talk about 
you know, the feminist movement without having to analogize it to to race in this country. They're two separate things. They need not be analogized unless you're talking about someone who meets at the intersection of both. Which she did not. Which she did not. Mm -hmm. She should not speak on. Right. But like, did she, what prompted this tweet? It was the Kavanaugh hearings after he was confirmed by uh, Senator Collins, who was a white woman. Um, so that's her issue and I understand she has every reason to be upset but then she goes on and she continues that people were offended and she said well Yoko Ono said it in 1972 I don't give a damn what Yoko Ono said but Yoko well Yoko Ono is a woman of color yes she married John Legend but she not John Legend oh my god John John Lennon Lennon. sorry you know if that's the J and the L John Lennon John Legend is married to a different Asian woman well, Christy Tigan. That's another one. I have to repronounce her name. Thank you uh-huh. for correcting us, Chrissy. I love Chrissy, but back to bit. I don't, but yeah, back to bit. And her referencing Yoko in nineteen seventy-two. So is, is this her apology now? This is her. This is her half-assed apology. Okay. Yes. Mm. And her half-assed apology says, "I gather that I've offended many by my last tweet. You think, bitch? Yeah. And then she says, "Women are the etc." Is a quote from Yoko Ono from nineteen seventy-two, which I never forgot. It rang true then, and it rings true today. No, it don't. No. No, it do not. Yoko mm-hmm. was wrong then, and now you wrong today. A yeah. smooth, what, 40, I'm mad about 40 some years later? About 45. 45 years later? Yeah. So not not only are you wrong in 2018, bet, and you get you not you don't even have an original thought. Yeah. You referencing somebody who was wrong in 1972. In 1972. <laughs> like, get out of my um tweet with that. She's just it's a mess. And it's really, really frustrating for me. But she said this is not about race. It's about the status of women. Then if it's not about race, why bring it up? Right. Because you can talk about well, the status of women without referring to race. Can okay, so if she left out that that quote, I th- I mean, would it have been better? The tweet, the first tweet. If she would have left out what quote? That first sentence about women are the n word. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would have been better mm-hmm. because yeah. it wouldn't have set up her argument that followed talking yeah. about because it seems like everything after that is a reference to the n word. Right. Like why can't we can do two things at once we mm-hmm. can fight for women we can fight for people of color yeah. in all the varying injustices that they face that are in many ways similar but also very very different yeah contextually just, and historically I just, she's a mess yeah i just don't understand like <laughs> did she think that it was okay to say that she didn't think yeah clearly clearly and again but we live in this day and age where people just think they can apologize and that's okay but she really didn't apologize. Well, she she apologized later like, on. Later on, but um, I'm not even here to read it, and yeah. I'm not giving her that airtime. But like, see, problematic. I keep telling you, problematic. Well, I think it's just about learning, and learning what? Learning about the things that you speak on before you speak on them. Bouncing it ideas off, off of someone, off else. of someone, and not just the people who are in your field. You yeah. know, because if she's she's a performer, they're emotional. They feel what they yeah. feel, and they just say it. Yeah. But like, did she bounce this off an economist, and how does this going to affect her bag? Did she bounce this <laughs> off of, um, you know, a a U.S. history teacher? You're right. Like, what does her circle look like? So that's another thing because people, you know, these white people when they do say these things that you know a few years ago she would have lost everything. She would not be getting booked ever again. 
Well, I think the cycle now, people are much quicker to forget. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's just like, because we live because, in this... Well, Paula Dean said the N-word in like the 60s and she lost everything. No, she said it like well, I mean, four years ago too. Yeah, well... I mean, I, I, I still use some of her recipes, but <laughs> and, I, and you know, after she that said that, I remember her whole pot and pan set went on mm-hmm. sale. It did, but I was a struggling. Student. But she lost all her shows. She lost all her deals with, um, you know, all these different stores. She lost her, you um, know, cooking line and her, you know all this stuff. But she would have been the good one to do a show with Snoop Dogg, <laughs> not Martha, because Martha's kind of boring. She is kind of boring. I don't know. I where, think she's where that thought came from. from. Yeah, but yeah, problematic. So, problematic. You know what, guys? We might as well just keep moving this forward <laughs> because now we're going to get into our next segment of I, I said, said what, what I, I said. said. You mind if I take it to the top? Just because go ahead because you are on a roll right now. But you're hot. It flows. Keep, yeah, just for, you're on fire. For continuity. Go. Yeah. So I said what I said. Kind of goes <laughs> off that, and it's people. The road is. The road to hell is played with good intentions. Okay. The road to hell is... Okay, I know it from the Madonna Mm -hmm. song. Okay. Um, It's played with good intentions. Mm -hmm. But But. (laughs) you... and I Because I don't believe that Bet had malicious intentions. Well, um, maybe she did. I said I don't believe that she did. Well... But what I'm saying is like, you know, you have to stop think. okay, what am I doing? And what purpose does it serve? And is is this helping... Whom is this helping? Who is this serving? Is is it necessary to say? Mm -hmm. Is it necessary? Is it factual? Is it helpful? Right. None of those things it was. She didn't think about any of that. So, another story this past week where a person not has been getting a lot of praise, whereas Bet was getting a lot of, you know, furor, you know, hate and and, and, and backlash for what she said. This other woman, and she's a private citizen, is getting a lot of praise. So is Bet. She's a private citizen. Well, she's not a public figure. Well, okay. this person's this not, a not a public figure. figure. I shouldn't it's, have said private. Yeah. Yeah, this person's not a public figure. Right. I used the wrong terminology. So, but her name is Kamira Trent. That's a black. That's a black. Name, yeah. <laughs> Kamira girl. I guess that's how you say it. Kamira girl. But I was like, well, she got a black name. She sound like a Philly Muslim. Ooh. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> we can edit that out. <laughs> yes. Please. Do. Okay. So, Kamira Trent is grocery shopping in Rifle, Colorado. What a name. Yeah. And I guess that she's in the aisle, minding her business, and there's two women who are speaking Spanish to one another, minding their, their business. business. And another person, some older white woman, comes in and starts accosting and yelling at the women speaking Spanish, telling them that if they're going to live here in Rifle, Colorado, you need to speak English. This is America. You need to speak American. Because it makes her feel uncomfortable because she don't know the women. The women might have spoke Spanish, Italian, French. Yeah. They're not limited to their one language. Exactly. But she... You know, because the women didn't necessarily look, and not that I'm profiling, but they the women looked like they could have been from anywhere, anywhere. to me. Okay. But she saw they were speaking Spanish, mm-hmm. and she felt it was her American-given right to walk up to them and tell them that they need to speak a language that makes her feel more comfortable. Right? That makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Instead of just minding her damn business, right. getting her bread and going on about her yeah. damn day. Yeah. So she starts yelling at these women, and Kamira hops in. <laughs> And Kamira's like, no, what you're doing is wrong. Leave these women alone. Mm-hmm. Stop harassing them. Mm-hmm. You know, mind your business. You need to leave. Yeah. And she's like, you need to leave. You need to go. And she was bossing up yeah, on the lady. Yeah, she did. And I the lady was video. yelling back like, mm-hmm. 
Your generation's gonna make us lose this country. We're gonna lose this country. Da 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 da. To the people that speak in Spanish, who mind in their business, just buying their bread, trying to feed their kids. Yeah. So then Kamira basically escorts Letty out the store, uh-huh. calls the police. The woman ends up getting arrested. Okay. So I pray. No. Okay. <laughs> Let me rewind that. Yeah. What Kamira did was the right thing to do. Right. Um, but I'm kind of like hesitant to give her praise for doing it because to me a lot of people would say this is what an ally is supposed to do uh-huh. this is how an ally acts right and I totally disagree what Kamira did is commendable not as an ally but just as, as a, a human being decent human because that's the yeah. decent and right thing to do right but I think our society has devolved to such a low point where people are so nasty and rude malicious that when people just do something that's decent mm-hmm. it is seemed as though that they wow. you know saved the world yeah, yeah. and they've gone above and beyond yeah she saw people being attacked. Yeah. She, as a person, you know, who was not as vulnerable, stepped in mm-hmm. to defend them. Yeah. That's what you should so, yeah. do. Yeah. You know, it, in a situation where it did not present a danger to herself. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So she stepped in and she assisted. Mm-hmm. Great. But people are saying, oh, she's a great ally. Other allies learn from this. And they're giving her all this praise where I don't feel like any praise was earned. To me, an ally is someone who sacrifices something, Mm -hmm. who um, strips themselves of their privilege in order to to help people Mm -hmm. who are persecuted and targeted by governments or systems or other people. What she did that day in that grocery store was commendable, but it does not deserve praise to the extent that I believe that she's getting. Mm -hmm. Because... What did she sacrifice? Nothing. She maybe inconvenienced herself. I mean, she lost her spot in, in, in the, the checkout line. You know, but yeah. what did she really sacrifice? What what of her privilege did she dismantle in order to help those women? Nothing. Nice. What she did was be a decent human being mm-hmm. that day. And I'm not giving cookies for people being decent human beings. <laughs> cookies. You know, you don't get a cookie for that. No. That's just... So that's my... That's my... I said what I well, said. Well, I mean, I feel like... This is recorded, right? Right. And that's another thing. I have issues with that. Because there are people who do what she does, mm-hmm. what she did every, every day. single day. You know? Mm-hmm. And they're not out here getting cookies. Yeah. So again, for her, that's my I guess it might be an unpopular opinion or I yeah. might sound like an asshole you for kinda some, do. for not giving her praise. But if that's what we're giving praise, then mm-hmm. people are never really gonna step up and be real allies by actually sacrificing yeah. their privilege. They're really not. And she, I mean, like you said, what did she do? Because she did nothing extraordinary, nothing. not in my opinion. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's not I mean, she I'm sure those women who were in that situation probably, felt the yeah, felt. But yeah. what did that do over overarching mm-hmm. you know what does she really do and again i, I don't expect her to well, save the world or mm-hmm. to end racism mm-hmm. but she just did something that was what a, any decent person should have done yeah <laughs> but i guess in trump's america decent people are just hard to find yeah they are and i think that she didn't do anything extraordinary right and you know the simple fact that you know she wanted to help these women out who are being accosted yeah okay good for you but other than that you I mean nothing she didn't do nothing yeah and another white woman but I'm just on it and I'm done <laughs> and I, I promise I'm done after this but you know yesterday actually I found out about it just scrolling through my timeline I saw Todrick Hall had something like this long long message about mm-hmm. Taylor Swift so I hop on the Taylor Swift page oh you did I did not like or follow her okay. I just hopped on to see what she was talking mm-hmm. about she's cancelled Okay, she may very well be. But again, 
in Trump's America, everything's topsy-turvy. <laughs> everything's upside down. It's a very uh-huh. confusing world in which yeah. we live. But she basically said, just to get through it, is that, you know, she was really apprehensive and reluctant to post this because why? It's going to stop her conservative yeah, bag. exactly. Uh, these conservative folks. Because mm-hmm. she, to me, has been a conservative darling, if you will. Yeah. But she's never that. really publicly communicated her stance politically or her positions. Yeah. So she actually came out and said, well, you know, she feels that people of color are over-policed or targeted. I don't know the exact language. She's so but she defended women. She mm-hmm. defended LGBT people. And she said she... Doing, she that's a lot. Can't vote mm-hmm. for anyone who's not going to protect the most vulnerable people, that being people of color, women, and LGBTQ people. Mm. Or plus. Or elemental <laughs> P, or whatever you want to call it these days. Yeah. Cannot keep up. Q-I-A. Plus. <laughs> but she said that, therefore, she'll be voting democratically in the Tennessee primaries. Good while I'm fine. I was like, oh, girl, this going to hurt your back. Yeah. But I also felt like, okay. But then, okay, go ahead. Is that something? And people, and that's Todrick was praising her. Other people are praising her. And I'm like, yeah. well, what praise does she really get here? She's What does she do? She's endorsing, I guess, Democratic candidates. But, and I guess her sacrifice could be viewed as potentially stopping her money but her the reason she gets her money is also part of the overarching economic structure structure of white supremacy yeah and i'm not trying to get too too deep yeah, into that yeah but what does she really what that. does she personally sacrifice of her privilege nothing you know and, and a lot of people look up to taylor sure she can influence a lot of people mm-hmm. but again what does she do that she's nothing. getting all this praise for telling us what she's doing in the booth which is which a could very be a private, lie yeah right she's probably lying she on straight republican ticket but it's just like well, why now and then the cynic in me is like alright well she see Kanye has just unraveled <laughs> and you know Kanye's walking around with a mat mm-hmm. and you know talking about we need to abolish you know the 13th amendment and just kind of off his rocker you know and she's like ooh well, I can capitalize on this and yeah. I can just you know now be this liberal mm-hmm. country singing Girl, darling and why? it's just really girl but it's just it's crazy to think we live in an america where a country music star from pennsylvania yeah is you know a liberal and a black rapper from chicago who once called out <laughs> george bush is now supporting trump it's just so so confusing yeah it's the end of days i know <laughs> so much is going on but i think that announcing that you're gonna vote for someone doesn't really matter it's not really that truthful like because she could say that to win back these people that she's lost you know or just people win people to her side in general but i mean when she gets in that booth if she votes no one's gonna know which side she votes for right and that was the issue with you know the last election because i remember watching election night and there are people you know that, that's sad sad yeah sad night that you know these white women were saying that they put a hillary sign in their front yard or i'm a business owner so i put hillary signs in my window but I secretly voted for Trump because I didn't want they didn't want their support of Trump to affect their business to affect their bag yeah so there you go yeah it's all about the bag it's all about the bag that's the thing tonight category is the bag the bag <laughs> yeah designer bags shopping you know, bags shopping bags grocery bags, bags. yeah Everybody yeah. gets a bag. Well, child, that's all. That's my story. <laughs> it was rather long. But yeah. You go ahead with yours. Well, 
so my I say what I said this week. So if you guys have been, you know, watching the news, following the media this week. So Alicia Cook, Alicia <laughs> Cook, also known as Alicia Keys. Okay. She's on a media um, redemption press circuit is what I'm going to call it, because everyone has a or a lot of people have, you know, a particular opinion of Alicia Keys, it's particularly when it it involves um, the word homewrecker. So as that's a term, but continue. But as you as you know, Alicia Keys is famous for um, songs like "A Woman's Worth," "Superwoman," "Karma." She was big. <laughs> <laughs> She's also known for stealing a pregnant woman's husband. There's a, a rapper named Swiss Beats. He was married to a woman named Shonda back in like the. I would say what, 2000s, late 2000s, like 2009-ish, 2010. So around like 2009-ish, I would say, Mashonda, I forget her last name, um, but she was married to um, Swiss Beat. She was pregnant she, or she had just had the baby. And then it also came out that Alicia Keys was, you know, involved with Swiss Beats at the same time. And so fast forward. Mashonda wrote this lengthy, 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 lengthy open letter. And you know how I feel about open letters. They are a bit much. But anyway, she wrote this open letter and <laughs> just, you know, talking about how Alicia Keys was involved in the demise of her marriage. Mm-hmm. Alicia Keys, shady ass, at the same time, puts out a song called Try Sleeping With a Broken Heart, which I think was a little dig. Was it? Yeah. I, I, I didn't really know the whole drama at that point in time. I found out about it oh, much, later. much later. Okay. Well, anyway, fast forward to today. And so Mashonda, Swiss Beats, and Alicia Keys are trying to sell this book that um, that Mashonda wrote. And it's, about, it's called Blend. Blend. Yeah. About, like, blended families. Okay. Co-parenting. Things like that. But, I, you know, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the book. And I'm not buying this narrative that they're trying to sell that... <laughs> that they're co-parenting because a blended family is like okay two parents they got divorced one remarries you know years later that's a blended family to me okay with like stepkids and like things like that not when your husband and his mistress cause you know your divorce but i mean i think that the circumstances under which the blend happens does not negate the fact that it's still a blend, right? I mean, okay, okay, I see your point there. So, to me, I I appreciate what they're doing because I support blended families. I see how a blended family can work mm-hmm. intimately, closely, right. you know? I, I think that blended families are beautiful because the idea that you're going to fall, the first person that you marry, fall in love with and mm-hmm. have children with, and it's going to last for your whole life... It's not really that much of a reality for people. Most people are going to be know. having blended families. Mm-hmm. So why not promote that it can work in a healthy way for all? Now, I don't believe the situation that's yeah, happening Yeah, this one here. is not. Because if you look at the video, because, you know, they've been going on, like, their press tour on GMA and different um, news outlets and things. And they always, they squeeze the, the three of them, Alicia, Swiss Beats, and Mashonda, on, like, a love seat. <laughs> <laughs> they always put Alicia they Keys on top of each yeah, other. They always put Alicia Keys right beside Mashonda. And their body language is just like, Mm-mm. well, uh, yeah. I, I can agree. I will agree with you here because I saw some kind of a press promo. Yeah. And 
like Alicia pulled Mashonda up to the front of the room and Alicia was talking for, for her. her. And I'm like, why are she's like Alicia's like you know, we healed our, our family, we? we healed the children. Mm. And I'm like, why are you speaking for Mashonda? Yeah. You can pass her the mic, she mm-hmm. grown, she could say what she needs what to she say. What she needs to say. Also, if you look at like just the summaries of the book, it never mentions it doesn't go into much detail about the circumstances of the divorce or like the circumstances of the relationship because it just says, you know, we're, we decided to co-parent and, you know, we're going to put the kids first and things like that. But when I look at it and also, well, in the video, at one point, Alicia puts her arm around Mashonda uh-huh. and Mashonda like grabs her hand like, bitch, don't touch me. <laughs> Back up. Like, get your head Back off it me. Up. Yeah. And so, yeah, it just looks like who does this, who benefits from this? Well, I think who, who, you ask, yeah. are you at? Okay. I'm I asking you who benefits from something like this. Personally, it's my thing. I, I'm not convinced uh-huh. that Mashonda is really all this blended as she wants to portray for she, promotional purposes. Yeah. Because to me, it would also, it would, one, to me, it's just really, really hard mm-hmm. for me to accept the fact that. She down deep somewhere in her heart is still not mad at you because you came and took my husband. You took my man when I was pregnant, pregnant with his and you child. were supposed to be a woman who was above all that. A woman's worth, above it all. Yeah, you know. So you out here stealing men's from pregnant women. Yeah, and you know, imagine how Mashanda also feels because she doesn't have the social status or the celebrity that right. Alicia has. Right. So she probably has some self worth issues. Mm-hmm. Like, oh well, I'm not as famous to mm-hmm. be with Swiss Beats or whatever. Even though I've been holding him down since mm-hmm. we was on food stamps. Yeah. But ride or die. You know, she was that chick. Yeah. And here comes a, a light skin, mm. half white girl. You know, mm-hmm. half black, half white girl who's a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Got money. Got money. Has mm-hmm. notoriety, publicity, yeah. and fame. Mm-hmm. And she comes and she takes my man while I'm carrying our baby. Like that to me is just the mind fuck yeah. of a lifetime. Yeah. And then you continue to just live on with the kids. Yeah. And here I am still today. I mean, I don't know Mashana's personal life, but they ain't show no man. No man. So she hasn't moved on. Mm-hmm. And to me, the overarching thing is. Mashana is just along for the ride because she don't want to stop her <laughs> bag. <laughs> That's what it is. Mashana need them child support she checks need to check. keep rolling yes, through. She need that check, and so so I, she wants she wants to these books. What she got to say? Keep that bag coming in. Thank you. But I think the, the bargaining power yeah, is not the same it's not here. The same. And I think that if they were all equal levels of celebrity mm-hmm. with equal levels of access mm-hmm. to the media mm-hmm. and to money, and if Mashana was also in a relationship, yeah. then I would buy the blend. The blended yeah and also so then they had like this photo shoot they're showing all these pictures about how they're such a blended family and if you look at the pictures alicia keys has on the same shirt in all those pictures no, she don't. which means they took them all the same day mm. <laughs> mm. same shirt same hairstyle and so it's like i mean i i think you followed the story a little bit more than i did but to me if you are going to do this story of triumph and being blended mm-hmm. i want to know what it was like before you all before. went to the blender. Yeah. What was it like it when wasn't y'all was all, separate? It's fighting? not all bubbles and cakes. It wasn't all rainbows and smiles. Mm-hmm. Like, keep it real. Keep it real. Like, right. this is why we have to be a blended family because of your home wrecking ass. Also, like, you're right. And who's this benefiting? Because if the three of them are authors of this book, mm-hmm. I'm sure they had a ghostwriter. Yeah. Because I don't think they put pen to paper on nothing. Because <laughs> even Alicia's lyrics would <laughs> be struggling. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But even if they're splitting this book, let's say 33% each, the cook household or the or the beats household is that his name mr beats, the that, beats yeah the beats household <laughs> is, is making out Dean, but with 66 percent machine still 
ain't getting what she needs to get. She get a third of that bag. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And they don't. And they need the bag the least. <laughs> so who again? Who's benefiting? Because Alicia's career. I mean, it's a little, it's flailing. I mean, yeah. she ain't had a song. Didn't she get kicked off the View? Or what is it? not the View? Um, the Voice. Did she? Oh, she I was think a judge. Hudson. Yeah, her, yeah. You know, they had yeah. to place the black one with a black one. Yeah. But you know, her, her voice is shot because she killed it singing like karma. that early That's in the career. Karma. You might have that man, but you ain't got that voice no more, bitch. Well, but also, I mean, it just it goes to show. Well, to me, it's like Alicia Keys is the the sole beneficiary from this tour because in a lot of times when there's like a breakup when there's cheating when Mm -hmm. there's this the wife or the you know ex-wife is the one who has to be the mature one who has to forgive right who has to you know offer this redemption to the mistress because but she also has to do that for the sake of her children exactly or otherwise she just looks like a bitter bitch and it's like it doesn't the onus is on that wife. It's on you know that that woman, not necessarily the other woman. It's, n- it's never on the mistress to right. at you know accept responsibility because everyone says, well, if you was doing what you had to do, he wouldn't have left. Right. Or you know, no marriage is perfect. So if you you know weren't holding it down, he never would have stepped out. But no one ever says to the mistress, you know what? Maybe you should not have done that. Maybe you know you should have taking a step back, waited to, you know, the divorce was was official or whatever. But it's just like in all of this, Alicia Keys benefits. And then you look at like other kind of celebrity stories where like Gabrielle Union. Now she, you know, she was with Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. you know, it was like another kind of like mistress situation because oh, he, he was married. Baby or something? Well, karma if you're listening, so uh, Gabrielle Union said that she can't have kids or, you know, they're having, oh, like, fertility no, issues. No, no, no. But you know who had, you know who could get pregnant. Don't get into her fertility. I mean, no, karma that's not fair. It's karma. That's karma. I'm not going to go out on that. <laughs> that's not fair. But then also look at, like, uh, another example. Kevin Hart. His little midget Matt looking ass. <gasps> stepped out on his wife, Tore, and she had to be the bigger one. Was her name Tore? It's Tore. Tore. Oh, no, oh, I'm thinking Aniko. That's the mistress. Oh. Yeah. Well, isn't that the wife? Now. Now she's the wife. Oh. But initially, he was married to a woman named Tore. They had, like, this whole falling out because something happened. I don't know what. But anyway, so then Aniko is now the wife. He got divorced from Tore. Now Aniko is the wife. But then also, Kevin got caught cheating on Aniko with somebody else. But you see, Aniko ain't mad. She's not. Because Aniko knew what she signed She knew what it was. Because she got him when he was at his height. Right. Therese mad because she was, the, she was she in the was trenches the, with right. him. Right. The hold it down, ride or die. You know, but I don't know. You know, when he get on, he going to leave you for a light-skinned girl. Yeah. Or something like that. That's I don't know. But... Aniko, uh, Aniko knew what she was signing up for. She was like, "Oh, okay, you did that, girl. All right, well, just bring your ass home." <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not mad at that either. I'm not, but at the same, I'm just like, I don't know. I just feel like the wife never gets the proper credit because everyone puts that pressure, that you know, responsibility on them to be right. like, "Well, you have to be the bigger person. You have to forgive. You have to do this. You have to move on." Right. But they never really acknowledge what. They didn't. They're not acknowledging what Alicia Keys right. did. They're not acknowledging what Aniko did. They're not acknowledging what Gabrielle Union did. So it's just like, you know, that's part of the patriarchy as well. 
Well, that's true, too. All right. Well, I think anyway. That wraps up our yeah. I said what I said <laughs> for the week. Let's get into the next segment Se- yeah. that we have is tens, 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 tens across the board. Who's your tens for this week? So on Thursday, October 11th, is National Coming Out Day. And everyone has their own personal journeys with uh, coming out and their path to coming out. Some are scary, some are exciting and happy, but it impacts everyone in a different way. So I would like to give tens to anyone who exhibits the bravery and the courage to actually come out because it can be kind of daunting and scary and, you know, not as easy as people think that it is so i would like to applaud you know people who are able to walk in their truth and you know live their authentic lives and also do want to give um tends to people who are also struggling with coming out so you know if you know you haven't necessarily made it to that path where you can you know for because for a lot of reasons like family career things like that it impacts your life in in ways that i guess a lot of people don't necessarily think that it right. will so you know i'm giving tens to you know people who are on their journey to coming out that's an awesome tens yeah. for this week i like that i wish i was so thoughtful <laughs> but yeah because you know even in 2018 and as much progress has made an lgbt plus movement mm-hmm. if you will coming out is still something that is you know a lot to deal with yeah that's evidenced by the fact that there's so many young people who are still you know committing suicide yeah. and harming themselves mm-hmm. because it is for many people a life and death mm-hmm. situation, situation yeah. or it's, it's just it feels that scary, yeah especially when you're young and you don't have the emotional um you know intelligence mm-hmm. or emotional wherewithal to, yeah. to deal with it yeah but also some people live in countries where it's not necessarily sure. you know Acceptable. their safety and security right and, you or, know. or they live in cultures yeah not, like just even within this country yeah definitely so that's an awesome tens yeah. i like that so tens to everyone yes my tens this week goes to a composer by the name of john batiste and if you don't know me you do know now that i love musicals you do i am a theater geek more so musicals plays can you know i fall asleep real yeah, easy but the music kind of keeps the music it. keeps me live yeah. you know you got a good score i'm gonna tap my toe <laughs> i'm gonna sing along and do yeah. the whole thing so uh back to the tens my tens goes to the composer john batiste and he is turning uh, the life in times of Jean-Michel Basquiat okay. into a Broadway musical. Now, for some of you who do not know, Basquiat was a uh, major, major artist mm-hmm. of Haitian descent mm-hmm. in the 1980s. Yeah. He studied under Andy Warhol. He dated Madonna at one yeah, point. He, did, yeah. um, he was a very, very formidable and prolific artist in the 80s. I believe that he died. He died. Huh? He died. In 1980. Was it the year of my birth? I don't know. Um, I should come at y'all better with facts. Yeah. <laughs> but I do know that I love Basquiat's work. You probably have seen it referenced somewhere if you've seen like that squiggly the, crown. Mm-hmm. If you were to look at his paintings and you would just think, oh, like this looks like scribble, but it was in the art world. Yeah. His Harold did as a great, great artist. His painting stuff for millions. Yes, shirts at Uniqlo. Yeah, his shirts at Uniqlo. They must have bought the licenses yeah. for that. And that must have been expensive. But it's just, he had a very interesting life yeah, as yeah. well. So I'm excited to see his life turned into a musical specifically. Yeah, that would be interesting. So, Especially if they incorporate the art some kind of way. Right. Yeah. I'm imagining like the staging. The staging, yeah. Because when I go to musicals, I like mm-hmm. 
of course the music but i'm always like okay how are the props moving about the stage yeah. what's up with the lighting yeah, yeah. how are the costumes moving mm-hmm. so i can't wait to see how they incorporate his art yeah. and the iconography of some of the famous like you know the uh, t-rexes mm-hmm. and the buildings yeah. and those um skull yeah. type faces mm-hmm. and the crowns into, into that the, the musical so i think it's going to be a visual a visual you know, buffet uh, to take in, incorporate with music. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to it. Can't wait till it comes yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's going to be my awesome. Tens. Tens. Yes. All right. Sounds good. All right, guys. Well, thank you again thank for you, joining thank us you, thank here. Thank you. At category, category is. is again, please remember to like us on all our social media platforms. Mm-hmm. You are on Facebook, Twitter, the yeah, Instagram. Uh, also, rate uh, if you listen to us on whatever you listen to your podcast. Just rate us. You know, give us them five stars. Five stars. You know, they, they don't do a ten on there, <laughs> but you know, give us some five stars across yeah. the board. Yeah. Also, we have uh, an email address. So email us at categoryispod at gmail Yes, please do yeah. that because we would like to you know get to know more about our listeners Definitely. we share a little bit about our lives and we want to know what's going on in your life um we can offer advice our opinions insights thoughts everything everything <laughs> so write into us at our gmail and also most importantly please subscribe subscribe don't think you won't come around here and not subscribe right oh you know what we're filming today on columbia almost <laughs> happy indigenous people's day that's who my tent also goes to winding it back i'm yeah, sorry Happy Indigenous Peoples Day. <laughs> so yeah, um, but subscribe. Subscribe. Don't subscribe. stop our bag. Yeah. <laughs> Before we even get it. No. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>